When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Um, before we jump in and um, talk about uh, the topic today, I'll get it out. Um, I'm not, I'm leaving that in. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. Uh, they are awesome. They rock. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We have uh, a special quote unquote special going on right now where we're giving quarterly memberships. We're su- super excited about that. People seem excited about it. Um, and then that maybe maybe come in and join for three months and take a couple of months off. I personally would never leave teachhoops.com, but you have that option and uh, it's great. So go over and check it out, teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's head off to the podcast. Um, so let's just jump in and talk about your playing career and kind of how that developed and related to, um, you know, in the U.S. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I guess it started, we touched a little bit on the, on the Irish system already and you know so when I was young I would have played with my school team a club team uh, a regional team and then I was lucky enough to I captained the Irish under 16 national team we played okay. the European championships and so where do you they, play where do you play in the, where did those championships happen they were in Slovakia and 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 who plays in that everybody from where Europe it's the European championships there's different okay. tiers this would be tier B Tier okay. uh, A would be, you know, your Spain, France, Germany, Lithuania, Greece. Italy. Okay. Yeah, so this was Tier B. Uh, yeah, played really well, did a good job. And from that, I got some offers to go to high school in America. Okay. There was a, there was a number of schools uh, asked me to come over all over the east, eastern seaboard, really. Right. Uh, as you know yourself, different situations, different uh you know, scholarships. And so I finally settled on Notre Dame Academy, which was just outside DC in Northern Virginia. Okay. 
So that was a prep school. Really interesting. I went there when I was 16. So I left home when I was 16 to head over. Uh, lived with a host family. I actually lived with my assistant coach at the time, Mike Teasley. His okay. sister, Nikki Teasley, was with North Carolina at the time. Okay. UNC, and she went on to be drafted. And she won a championship with the LS Sparks after that. So it was pretty cool. Uh, the school was really good. We were in the Beltway Conference, so we would have played against, uh, you know, Kevin Durant was in there, uh, Rudy Gay. Uh, there was a ton of ton of different guys in that in, in in that conference. We were ranked number one in the Beltway for a number of weeks in a row. We ranked in the top ten in America for prep schools. So it was it was a real eye opener going from. Ireland, when you're the you're the tallest guy next to the basket, that all of a sudden you know there's guys bigger than you, more right. athletic, and just just a, another step ahead, you know, which was which was pretty. And cool do you think see. that was important for your development? Absolutely. I mean, it was definitely a case of a, a big fish in a small pond when I was here, and then it's just it, it's the unknown, you know. And then to just be thrown into the middle of it was pretty cool. Like I remember one story: we were, I had just arrived in January two thousand and two. I was supposed to go in September 2001, but then 9-11 happened, so all the visas and stuff got pushed back. Right. Uh, so that would have been, you know, after the midpoint of the season, as you know. So we're traveling down, going to a game. Now, at this time, I wasn't on the internet. We didn't have access to who, you know, the same access that we have these days. You can, it's very easy to look up a player or look up schools. And right. So we were heading down to play Oak Hill Academy. Hmm. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what Oak Hill Academy was or who they were, but I remember ringing my dad when we got back up. We got back up to the house after the game. I think we lost by, uh, it might have been 10 points. Got back up, I ringed my dad, and I was thinking, you know, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> we, just, we just played against this kid named Carmelo Anthony, and he absolutely killed us, you know, but I had no idea at the time. Right, you know, and in Oak Hill, for people that don't know, Oak Hill's in the middle of, like, the foothills of, oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. It's, like, in the middle of nowhere. And they have that wall when you go in, and all the college jerseys are up on the wall from their former players yeah. where they're signed. And it's it's really cool experience. D.C., interesting choice to go suburban D.C., because D.C.'s an interesting town. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's not like going to Chicago or – boston or it's it's interesting i mean it's got definitely yeah. different there's places in dc you don't want to go and there's places in dc you do want to go you know absolutely and then you know from an outside perspective looking from ireland to america it's it's new york and dc and la are the are the kind of places that you that right. you hear you know so now it was a good 40 minutes outside dc but in american terms that's never not very far at all no. No, that's yeah, a that suburb. Was a pretty cool. That was a pretty cool experience. So spent two and a half years there. You know, it got to the point where it's, it's almost a factory. You know, just the level of players that were coming in was incredible. You know, we, have, we had 30, 40 college coaches at every practice when it was open recruiting season. And right. Just to, be, to be thrown from, you know, trying to find a hall in Ireland to get some shots up. And to try and find somebody to go and rebound for you to all of a sudden being in that kind of setting, it was it was a real eye opener. Right. And so did you stay for college? Yeah. So I actually I got injured my senior year in preseason playing against Spalding Academy and uh Rudy Gay. 
it wasn't him, no, but someone just, we just clashed knees and I ended up, I did a lot of damage to my knee. It took almost a year to get back right again. But still, I had 11 or 12 scholarship offers, which okay. was pretty good, obviously. Uh, went to Winthrop Academy in South Carolina, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Yep. Virginia is funny in the sense that it kind of straddles the line between you know, Northern culture in America and the Southern culture. So it's more South. Anybody that lives in the North or in the Midwest would say Virginia South, but yeah, I know what you're saying. But Northern Virginia up yeah. around DC is a little different from Southern it is. Virginia. So. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're definitely different. It's like, yeah. 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 So I'm, I made the decision. Ah, look, Winthrop is obviously a great school. You know, we, I was there for three years. We went to the tournament three times in a row. Uh, my last year there, we beat Notre Dame in the first round. You know, Greg Marshall was the coach at Winthrop at that time. So, okay, and he went to he went to Wichita State after right. that, right? And has obviously done a, an incredible job since right. he went there. But that that would have started long before Winthrop. You know, just the oh man, the level of competitiveness and the level of detail in them practices was just it was a real eye opener. It was it was something that I definitely kept with me going forward into my own coaching career. You know, I think with coaches, there's certain stuff you pick up and there's certain stuff that you say, you know, that that's not who I want to be as a coach. And yeah. for me, for me, they're both as valuable as each other, you know? Right. I agree. I mean, I, I've, I've said this a million times. You, 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 that's why you got to find a lot of mentors because you take a little bit, Ooh, I like that, but I don't like that kind of thing. I think that's really important. I agree. And it's realizing not to just toss the stuff away that you don't like, but if you try and understand it and you know that's not what you like, then, you know, it makes it makes your, it excels your coaching career, I think. I think it does too. Um, so then you stayed in the States to go to college? Yeah, went three years at Winthrop and transferred from Winthrop to Augusta State in South Carolina. Uh, okay. Not South Carolina, in Georgia, sorry. Went from South Carolina to Georgia. So stayed in the heat. Man, them summers were, were brutal. <laughs> I'm but, telling you, uh, we, like northern Wisconsin, it, like Wisconsin gets really cold in the winter, but it's like the, it's the opposite down in the south. Like the summers are, it's like the surface of the sun. Yeah. Explain yeah. it to people that haven't seen it. it. It's like opening the oven and you just feel that heat coming yeah, out of the it's oven. It's the humidity. The it's the yeah. humidity. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so horrible. In preseason pre in Augusta, we used to have uh, – we used to have to get up for, you know, for running, for conditioning in the morning, as you do. But we used to do it at like 11, 12, and we had to change it to 5.36 in the morning because the big Irish guy almost died a couple of times trying to run around the field in that heat, you know. So right. <laughs> my, my teammates weren't too excited about having to get up at half five for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, yeah, and then, Augusta, Augusta was cool. We went to the tournament again two years in a row. So I have five championship rings from, from college in America. Redshirted one year at, at uh, Winthrop. First year at Augusta, we made it to the final. NCAA final, lost in the final. And then we made it to the final four the next year. So it was five years in college for two different head coaches, but both extremely successful programs. And were moment. you coming back in the summers to Ireland? Yeah, I was going back. Uh, it just depended on the time. You know, if I did summer class, obviously, I would get back to Ireland for three or four weeks. And if I wasn't doing summer class, I'd get back for it. You know, and was there any national team stuff? Was there any national team stuff at that point? 
Yes, so it, w- it would have been the, the year I left Winthrop 2007-8 and I went to Augusta. So that summer I came back and started playing with the national team. Uh, my second year on the national team, Jay Laranaga, from, who's the assistant coach now with the Boston Celtics, right. he was actually a player coach for the Irish national team. Okay. Which was pretty cool. So, you know, all of a sudden, like I was the only guy there that was in college at the time. Everybody else was pros. Pros. Uh, and most of them, there was more American accents on the bus than there was Irish accents, you know. So <laughs> a lot of guys with, uh, with Irish passports at the time. But it was pretty cool just to be around that level of professionalism. Like Jay, Jay is fantastic. Jay is a great coach. And it was a really interesting experience for me. In turn, you're in college, you know, you mess up. You get on the line and you run, you know. And, you know, that's standard enough. But now right. you're experiencing a really great players. And Jay Larnega had a he had a great career in in Italy and Spain and France and Europe in general. He'd be a a very well known man. But the fact that he was a player coach, you know, we mess up in a drill, and he's like, "All right, get on the line and run," and he's standing next to you running as well, you know. So that was pretty. That was right. a, a neat <laughs> experience. I love that. All right. So then, what happened after that? Yeah, so graduated. So your knee, first of all, was your knee was your knee 100% healthy at that point? Yeah, it's back now. It, it really bothered me my freshman year at college. It's it's there's a lot of Irish kids now who are starting to head over to prep school and head over to college and you know, I talk to a lot of them and when they ask for advice, the biggest advice is just if you're making that step from high school to college is just to get in the good a shape as you possibly can, you know. As you know, the practices in college two and a half, three hours long. You know, the first, oh, 60, 70% of it is conditioning and it's drills and it's running. And, right. You know, if you can get past that point and if you're in good shape, it's, it's the next 30% where you get to shine a little bit and play the games and, and the coach sees how you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline how you operate after being so tired, you know? So right. uh, not knowing, going into freshman year, not knowing the level, and it's tough until you experience it yourself. Uh, like not knowing the level of conditioning that you need was tough. And then having the knee injury on top of that, it really made that freshman year, you know, it, the knee would just blow up and swell. And you just start to get into a rhythm, start to play well, start to do well in practice. And then it just blows up again. You know? So it, it is one of them things that stay with me for a couple of years. But to answer your question, like I haven't, it hasn't bothered me in a long time now. Right. Okay. Um, so then how do you hire an agent? How does that work after like? Yeah. So again, there's, there's so many, you know, like you have, you have agencies where you go and you sign and, and then you have, you know, the, the way it works now is there's there's just tons of guys on social media platforms offering to be your agent and offering to, and it's it's a bit of a minefield, you know, because you have to really know somebody that you trust and you have to know somebody that's looking out for your best interest. And 
you know, I, I feel like the thing in the back of your head always is if they're representing two guys in the same position, like which one of, which one of their guys are best selling to the team, you know? So it's, it's tough. I was lucky enough. I started working, I started working with an agent, but he would have played in Limerick profession uh, for a couple of years. So there was a couple of guys in Limerick that would have known him. And right. Yeah, he became a good contact and got me that first gig. So, unlike the states, you just have an agent. You, that's it, just an agent, nothing else, right? No, no other people you have to put on your payroll. Oh, you don't even put the agent on your payroll. The teams pay the agent. So, if you once you go to a team, the team pays your salary plus plus the pays the agent fee as well. Ah, so he doesn't take a cut off the top of you. He gets paid by the team. That's well, I'm sure you pay by the team. Now, I'm sure that cut is coming. You know, it might come from the team, but right, it's it, it's 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 coming from the same pocket. You know, but yeah, you you don't essentially pay the agent out of your out of your salary. Okay, okay. So they want you the they want you to get paid more though. They get a percentage probably. Exactly. So the more yeah. you get paid, the bigger percentage they get. But there's other like so. My first couple of contracts, you'd have. You know, you'd have your apartment in there, you'd have your food in there, you'd have a car in there, you'd have medical. There's all different things that you have to you have to check off the box as you're going. And I think the biggest difference between college and playing professionally is just the the downtime. It's huge in comparison. You know, you're you're in such a routine of you're getting up and you're going to class and you're running from there to condition to individuals or weight room and you know, it's it, it's a busy day when you play professional, you know, if you have a day off that that's your day, you know, you don't have to, there's no right. assignments to turn in. There's no homework to do there's, you got to do your practice with the team and, and they'll tell you too. you know, go home and watch a movie. That's the best thing you can do for the team right now is go relax and, and rest your body, you know, which is right. a complete U-turn. So I've heard a lot of horror stories of guys not getting paid. Is that true? Does that depend on the league? Does that depend on? Yeah, it depends on, Depends on the league, depends on the circumstances around. Like, it, it never happened to me. Okay. I always got paid, which was nice. There was a couple of hairy moments where, you, you know, you have to, you're sending emails and stuff. But I, I always got paid. There are a lot of horror stories. I've heard of guys that, you know, they've left 60, 70 grand on the table, just not able to get it. You know, right. and a lot of that depends on circumstance, really. If a team is going under, there's not really much you can do. Uh, if a team are hoping to get players for the next year, they'll tend to honor their commitments. But I think it's like any, any facet of business or sport or anything, really, you know, you right. have good people and you have bad people. Right. And the problem is, I think it's a harder minefield for people, like you said, because there's so many different places you can play. Like so many, yeah, so many different places, so many different leagues. And, you know, there's never, there's always enough players. There's always some <laughs> yeah. some guy that's willing to take you know a crap deal just to to go play pro and and not quite understanding what's what's behind it and what's involved with it you know right right so what do you think the hardest part about playing professionally other than the downtime is ah well the the downtime isn't hard now you get you get used to that, but uh, I mean, the downtime can be hard though, because idle minds can get in trouble. Like as coach, I would not like, ooh, that that would worry me. I mean, that happens in the NBA. You see it all the time. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. They have money. The, the problem is they have money and time, which is even worse. If you don't, if you have time and no money, you can only get in so much trouble. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I think the toughest, the toughest part about playing pro is you have to realize that it's, it's, it's a certain percentage of people can, can do very, very well from playing. Right. So there's, right. You, you look at M NBA players, but even in the NBA, you're looking at, you know, 450 of the best players in the world. There's a lot of them 10 years after their career, five years after their career. You know, they don't have money left. They've, they've gone bankrupt or, or whatever, the, or they didn't sign good deals or whatever the situation is. When you start looking at leagues lower than that, you know, which is every other league in the world, but if, when you start looking at you, France has seven professional leagues. Now you're looking at you're not getting paid enough to buy your mama house. You're not getting paid enough to buy your mama car. You know, you're kind of, it can almost be you play a season and you're spending your money in the summer and then you're going to go, you're looking for another team come August or September. So right. I guess the, the most difficult part is just for young players, especially is to re is to really look at what category you fall into. You know, do I ever regret, Playing professionally, absolutely not. I mean, some of the people that I've met, just incredible. You know, some lifelong friends. And for me, there was no better way to spend your twenties than you know traveling the world and playing basketball. I tell, so, I tell, I tell it's my pretty students. Pretty cool. And then, yeah, I know. I tell my students all the time that your twenties are to figure out what you want to do. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you don't have, meet people, meet, have experiences, and then you can go get a quote unquote a real job. Um, yeah. in the sense that, you know, whatever it's, you don't have responsibilities per se other than yourself. And yeah, I love that. Well, that's it. And, and just being realistic with yourself, I think is the most important part. Uh, for me, like a couple of teams, like I said, you're playing the season, you're, you're enjoying your summer. You go home, like I had an apartment, you have a nice car, you have all that stuff, but then, you know, come August, September, Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, like I say. Um, tell your friends. That would be a good thing. Yeah, sell it. Share this on social media. And then also go over and check out teachweeps.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.